Well, we started um, the the second of October, really, um, and we say, you know, we say go with the calendar for this one. We said we go with October, and we weren't hanging around really, but we were literally the first field of winter barley. We started in. We were in it four different times trying to sow the field. It's all emerging now, but uh, that's how bad it was for the first two weeks. No matter what part of the country you're in, everybody has been affected by the wet weather over the past few months. Most growers don't have as much planted as they planned, and areas which are planted, those crops are struggling. It's hard to keep positive, but we're all in this together. You're listening to the latest episode of The Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. We would really appreciate it if you could listen, follow, and give us a review on Apple or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. The Chagas Farm in Oak Park, Carlow, is a mix of trials and commercial crops and faces the same problems of weather as every other farm in the area. I'm delighted to be joined by Brendan Burke, the farm manager, to chat about the autumn so far. Brendan, was the harvest delayed on the Oak Park farm the same as other farms around here? It was a little bit, but not not tremendously because we have a pretty good spread of crops here. So although it was uh, a bit on rugby terms, lift and go whenever you got the chance um, to, to get a good piece of weather. But we got, got through it all. Now, the last uh, bits of spring barley and bit of spring oats weren't particularly nice. And then we had these secondary and third tillers, I would say, coming through that were very, very green. And the difficulty then, do you spray with glyphosate, which you shouldn't. So we didn't. And we took the hit on those, but not, not big acreages now which some farmers m- might have had but we you know there was late sown uh, spring barley and late sown spring oats some of it for for reasons that we needed to sow it late anyway but they were quite difficult so you had quarter to feel it at uh, or maybe sorry quarter to feel at 24 percent moisture and the rest of it at 18 percent moisture so you had to mix and match your load a bit that you had a, a reasonable sample so that was the the tricky bit and then you know you could say you could have burned off if you were going in with a, a crop you know directly after but some of our spring barley ground is going into spring barley again next year so you wouldn't necessarily be wanting to have a bare sterile uh, stubble left over winter so that was a bit of a tricky one but it was okay in the end now but even some of the barleys that were so in a good time uh, some of them because of weather they were dropping heads and they weren't green but they were dropping heads off so it was a bit of a salvage in some of them but uh, we got we got through it okay and you were you were well into uh, september Finishing off the last of the barley's, were you? Yeah, not not badly. Yeah, not badly. You know, it still was the first week of September, but you were kind of waiting for the ideal day when this spring barley would be getting riper. But it really wasn't. It was quite. It was getting greener. If anything, some of these uh, tillers, which were really sitting up like like uh, like golf greens, nearly sitting on top in the middle of the field in some places. So we had to uh, just take the, the. You know, you could have maybe took forage crop off and they were that green but it wasn't much point so it, it did bring down the, the average moisture and it didn't do anything for yield either you know because it was just and, and of course you were you had beans in the system as well you were probably a bit later harvesting them again were you? They were a little bit all right not a huge acres we'll probably have 20 uh, 15 20 hectares of, of beans there last year so it wasn't and there was trials in that which you were waiting for some of them to, to ripen because they were sown particularly late for, again for, for trial reasons and we had some uh, lupins as well which were late as well so not big a big amount of them but just we really had to find that day and and be ready to go at it so we, we did get them all out of it but um i mean they weren't uh, they were starting to pods were starting to shatter a little bit on beans on the ground before the combine rather than nothing else you know and in terms of the ups and downs brendan the same as every other farm there was probably you know some good deals and maybe not so great deals around the farm and i know it's a bit more difficult on 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 the on the research farm to kind of get those averages but what, what kind of st- struck out for you i suppose ups and downs 
Um, ups and downs, I suppose. The, the spring barley was particularly poor. Like you wouldn't really even like to. I know I could take out, like say, oh, there was a bit of this field was in trials and everything like that, but it was very. There was a lot of it didn't hit two ton at all. I'd say um, on those dry fields where you had the secondary growth, and then there's then um, the rye actually was particularly. Um, I said that the last time I think the rye was particularly interesting that it yielded very well across a whole block that was in trials. The wheat were okay. The wh- wheats didn't look nice at all. Like they were very poor quality and, and, and color like you didn't really see a day when the the combine was in dust that was just getting through it uh yields were okay and the wheat had say um obviously rape was okay but um probably the rye was was uh, the one which stood out a little bit better but apart, apart from rye a pretty ordinary year then really all around yeah, well, the the, the, yeah the barley and it was because of, of our lighter soils that the barley ran out of steam very quickly uh, in in June and didn't regain any of that yield that it could have got, I suppose. In terms of and you mentioned it there, uh, in terms of just double coming coming afterwards. Um, yeah. are, are you or is the farm you know because being a Chagas farm is that subject to the same rules as everybody else in the sense of you have to cultivate after harvest and uh, leave twenty percent left and that kind oh, of. Oh, it is, and 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 uh, believe it or not, we do get inspected, and I, I'm not. Uh, saying there's anything wrong with getting inspected because th- th- we have to work well with the Department of Agriculture officials that do come here and they look at and uh, measure our areas the same as everybody else and um, yeah we do, do go through the whole ro- regime and see that our, our, our figures add up because it's in par- partially the BISS scheme is automated and that it will tell you your figures are wrong so we will still have a, a claim in for all our areas and if our figures don't match up on the auto calculator on it that would have a, a check on it so yeah we would have got inspected um, this year the same as every other year nearly but uh, yeah we do the same stubble management and we we sowed it was a good year for putting in uh, for, for stubble cultivations that there was plenty of in between days that we weren't harvesting uh, and we got straw moved off and we had plenty of time that you, we, we weren't ready to sow and it wasn't well it was earlier than that anyway but so we got to turn up and stubbles you, and you started the winter barley probably very early same as everybody else probably June I'd say when you started did you get any cover crops yeah. in after after those and yeah we did on, 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 on most of the barley ground we got uh, cover crops of, of Celia and Betch we've obviously tried to move away from many of the brassicas because we have um, an issue with club root here which has appeared in two or three fields which uh, we have to we stepped away from putting in any oilseed rape on our farm here and we may have it in outside sites for for trials but on our own farm here we we haven't put in any this year because it's even in the volunteer um, Stephen Kildea has gone around on the volunteer rape that was there before we planted some wheat there was uh, evidence of club root in it so we kind of trying to stay away from that so we and, and and how did that cover how did it perform brendan is it a relatively is it as big as other years or not so great yeah no they actually have have been much better looking this year now that we have we got them in in reasonable time and we got the disc them it was disced with a with a seed autocast on, on the back of it and then they rolled it directly after it uh, and pretty much everything grew in it because you had that nicer moist soil to go in and, and enough enough cover on it where last year we had the same process but poor enough establishment because it was dry and hard uh, last September so it, it feels all look lovely and green now over winter and there will be plenty of plenty of uh, biomass there to break down and to add to our organic matter hopefully and, and help with nitrates as well so which obviously we need in in, in oak park soils yeah. certainly the later end of it anyway speaking of which um organic manures is there any or much applied across the farm or is there any restrictions i suppose being a research farm and not interfering with, with yeah that is like. that is a problem we wouldn't have a lot we don't have we have uh, some um livestock here but they're not uh they're overwintered on slats uh so this which is slurries which we put out on our 
generally our pre-oil seed rape, if we have any, we we very little. We'd only uh, twenty cattle last last winter, but we have um, compost. We call compost, which would be uh, um, straws and soils and grass cuttings and all that. So we'd have about two or three hundred tons of that. Now we spread that. Uh, we only let it from or break down for a year really and turn it out then it's as best we can because we don't want to have hmm. too much stuff in a yard or we have to collect water off or, or effluent off so that's spread but it is tricky to go to know where to go with it that ideally you wouldn't be putting in a trial in the field you're spreading that on this year okay because you can have because you can have kind of big bits and small bits in terms of you could have twice exactly. the even the, in one spot which could fuck up a trial yeah even the spreaders are pretty good spreaders to rear delivery but you know and and trying to evaluate exactly how much is there isn't way cells or anything like that on it because we don't have enough to, to to have that sort of equipment to go and spread that and make sure it's evenly across it and, and then if it's not fully composted it does tend to go and Lobs of hmm. big, big forkfuls rather than broken up in small bits. So that's we wouldn't ideally go in there. So we might it might be an area where they might have been uh, going into potatoes uh, next year, which they can take a lot of uh, a lot of compost anyway. But it will be going back into this crop is going back to spring barley, so it's it's spread out uh, pretty okay. well. So turning Brendan then to autumn plantings, they, they are, obviously you have some in because I've seen some some yeah. around around the place. But when 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 did you start? When was the well, first we crop started? The, the 2nd of October really um, and we say you know we say go with the calendar for this one we said we go with October and we weren't hanging around really but we were literally the first field of winter barley we started in uh, there's a, it's a big chunk it's right in front of the house there you might know it. we were in it four different times trying to sow the field um, so it's and it's like a, it's all has emerged now it's nice enough uh, but it has it's in four different sowing days now there were it doesn't matter to it because there's four different trials in it but it was uh, just all over the place it's all emerging now but uh, that's how bad it was for the first two weeks and you say we, we, we weren't really dilly-dallying I'd say and we have plenty of equipment here we can get out at it but you say oh, well, it might be a bit better tomorrow but it was a bit worse in most cases so and was there was 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 there anything else uh, any other kind of maybe very smaller bits that were were sown for research I know BYDV kind of trials were within earlier it was yeah yeah Louise McNamara has a trial there and she we sowed actually one in the second week of September for winter barley for looking at her aphid monitoring so now there's there's varieties in that and then she's putting different products on actually to see so there's now it's it's literally only uh, twenty rep or twenty treatments or something like that. And uh, so that, and then we saw the same, we blocked that field and we saw the same then on the 14th of October. And we, we, it was easy enough to sow it on the 14th of September. It was, it was okay conditions, but we, we saw the second half, we call it, in between plots on the 14th of October. But And we had the same, it's down in Tipperary, I think it's out Tipperary. So it's it's uh, that one was sowed early. And then we have, she has another tramline trial on looking at aphid as well. So it's... Uh, of course, I'm just I'm just thinking of you planting infills around a trial in the middle of it. There's all sorts of problems there in terms of stopping and starting and rolling over ground and all that kind of stuff and it makes it very difficult i presume well exactly that that field now it's only seven acres in the field but we infilled it uh, on the 14th of october uh the second sowing of, of winter barley on that but we only got to sow the headlands um early last week or one of the uh, okay. last saturday i think actually because it was it wasn't a great day but we just had an island of stuff in the middle with mucky headlands all around it so it it's not pretty but it's sown anyway <laughs> it's in. 
It's in. I think there's a lot of farmers <laughs> out there who would probably say that it's not pretty, but it's in. Not sure what'll happen yeah, afterwards. It's, it's in. Yeah, and it's it's like I, I was even um, just checking on it actually. That some of the well, some of the wheat we saw last last week actually have chiseled already. So there's still plenty of temperature and a good temperature sure. in the soil. So it's it's growing anyway. So, but hopefully we could do it. And in, in an overall kind of basis, then Brendan on the farm, how how close to normal or what you'd like to plant? How much of that is actually in? Um, we're probably eighty percent of it, I'd say, of the winter sowing. Um, now there's a couple of fields you could say, well, we will leave, we'll definitely leave them now for spring barley. You know, they weren't particularly uh, that they have to be in wheat for rotation, or they weren't particularly going into a trial area. So we'll 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 leave those because we, we there's really no point in them. They're okay, but there is maybe bits of sticky spots in them, and there's no point in sure. mucking through those. Um, you know, we, we we generally our ground is is flat here and and easy enough. It turn it's turning over okay, but just what when you're turning on headlands and that you have a complete porridge on the headlands so uh, what do you do then and we have three fields with wheat so on and the trials in the field headlands are not done and that's the mucky messy bit so, so you're still trying to tip away and put in a few little bits this week or last week yeah right? yeah we we got a little bit on on uh, friday sorry last friday and we got a little bit on monday and we have a little bit today which is thursday yeah a little bit today as well so it's actually but we've i've left actually some of this Actually, much drier fields to sow now that we, if we get stuck all together, we can sow those and they're, uh, they're, they're okay. And is that plowing up? I know it's really that's, light. It's plowing up okay. That's, that's plowing up, up but okay. it's just, it's just the twisting and turning on headlands that's leaving this sure. complete muck in the, you and know, I presume you're not including any of the ground across in, um, not bank, which is for our listeners is the far side of the river from, from, yeah. from Oak Park. And it's a uh, different ground altogether. It's more clay based, more very clay much heavier. Based. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, there, there's one, there's one block there, which normally go in, there's a systems trial over there, cultivation systems that Dermot Forrester looks after. So that has uh, a full block of headland all around that. That'll be going to spring barley. So there's no okay. point in, uh, it's, it's, it's a difficult. little, yeah, it's, it's no point in the, cause you would be sure. mucking up around the headland as well. <laughs> And obviously, that's one end of it, and the other end of it then is probably weed control. What sort of what are the main targets of weeds that you have around the farm that you're trying to control well, over be, the autumn time? Which then? yeah, it's supposed to be our, our grass weeds around your meadow grass and that, and just keeping that a check, and um, then you just your 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 um, your uh, broad leaves then, I suppose. But uh, it's not it's not. Um, nothing done and we would wouldn't generally be be in a rush to go out and uh, we ideally you go out just after sowing but uh we haven't had any chance to do that so didn't even the spare hasn't been looked at even and even if we did i think the tram lines and everything are so mucky now you'd be you'd be doing a lot of messing so hopefully we get a nice dry week in the end of uh, november and it's not frosty or something like that we might get out there with with uh, something like firebird and that and then come back in the springtime probably with uh, something else to tidy up because we will have we'll have um problem with like that so in terms of the broad leaves you mentioned what are the kind of the big ones that you're that i suppose that, that you find difficult to control as much as anything else yeah the speedwell and groundsel probably and the, right. there's quite a bit of poppy and poppy a bit of poppy as well yeah, yeah i think yeah. around as well as long as you get rid of those it's not so bad so yeah. um yeah so it's all all waiting to be done and yeah. if it's not done till later on uh, so be it it probably won't yeah. be i suppose at this well, stage the, the, the soil no you know <laughs> we um Got, got a nice new roller this year uh, to ready to go, but we haven't used it at all, which is <laughs> so all excited about this. Uh, Probably wise, I'd say. I, I, I'm looking at a few fields out there and um, certainly anything that's was was um, rolled on or driven on afterwards, it's, yeah. it's not looking great. No, and that's the, the, the soil, like I've gone into most of the fields, that they're sowed two weeks now in a week, but they're, they're a bit cloudy on the top, but they're not 
capping, you know, so with, mm. you, even though they got a lot of rain. So I'm not sure whether that's, a, that's an advantage or not, but it looks a little better than if it was flat rolled or it could be smeared and cut of water pockets in it. So any wheel marks you'll see, you know, from from um, even the drill, you'd say, mm, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of water sitting there, but it's not doesn't seem to be sitting on the sod stuff anyway. Okay, and actually, just to talk, talking about wet log soils and that kind of stuff, slugs is a huge problem out there this year in lots of different farms. Is it uh, an issue at all for? Yeah, we've for been counting a bit, and we're getting the 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 getting the the four or five slugs under under a, under a slate or under a little thing on, on a couple of different fields now we have gone with slug pellets they're particularly we know our fields probably pretty well here because we're on the same farm all the time I, I am rather than if you're contracting or if you're uh, taking connect or you, you mightn't be sure but we know patches where there is slug so it's easy enough to identify them and they don't seem to move a huge amount within the field but if they're in that two or three acre block in the middle they're there and we've we've fed them up as best we can <laughs> in the last couple of weeks so um and to have you're, keep, you're keeping a good eye on them anyway until, until the crop gets up to three or four leaf stage. Yeah, and the rye we've rye sown actually, and they have seemed to be quite interested in that. So uh, we really found the spot in the field, but we have we've given them slug pellets. So hopefully, we'll keep them a bit at bay anyway. Final uh, one or two, just wanted to chat to you about in terms of um, so obviously every farmer has to has to manage hedges, and, and, and Oak Park would be no different. Yeah. There's a lot of new hedges around Oak Park, uh, certainly towards the middle of the middle of the uh, of the farm yeah is there what's the management process for those or are any of those included in research along the line not well they could be in research any day um but they're they're not as such that we planted them as part of our, our the schemes as well but um they're a mixed species of of um um, native Irish radium white tarns and that but uh, they are three years planted now and so they were cut right back on the first uh, winter and they were let then develop out pretty which they've got a good width on them now and, and uh, getting up to maybe two metres tall so we haven't um, taken them down on the top really just trim them in a little bit on the side just as I, I don't it's, it's a bit of a debate whether you should square them off or not but just to not let them get too wild it's only taken uh, it could be only one or two branches every four or five meters along you know so and we leave hopefully then leave some of the white turns to develop further and and leave you know go to maybe two two and a half meters in the height there those hedges so uh, they're looking nice now there's plenty of um, berries and stuff on them and uh, their leaves are all come off them now they're trying to manage them as best you can anyway for wildlife and and all that kind of thing as much as you can anyway Catherine Keena has has um the environment specialist she has uh, one new planting did their last um uh, spring uh where she's we just actually said we said because of the tillage farmer said what will a tillage farmer do how will a tillage farmer plant these you know that it's not it's not in a, it's in a, so i said we basically just dropped the plow with just the back body and turned over a, a sod as deep as we could at the back sod and just put put them in that and she was quite happy as a, a little experiment so we did 50 meters of that and then she covered 50 meters with plastic plastic mulch and then we uncovered, we didn't cover the other. So she just wants to look at that, see what sort of weeds are going to develop on that. So it's a, it's kind of a, a double, uh, it's not a single row of... of, of uh, and it's great to exp- the, the, the research farm has got all sorts of research from from, yeah. from, from, from from wheat to hedges and everything else in between. The final one I want to ask you about, Brendan, is obviously it's been extremely wet. Um, I suppose the other side of it, Oak Park is, is a very dry site, but nonetheless, as I come in and out and days you'd see a bit of water line here and there is there any areas on the farm where you were looking at them now and you're kind of thinking oh maybe i should have done a little bit of additional drainage and maybe there's something i'm going to have to do there for the future uh, there is we had a couple of little areas marked that that last um 
the crop that came off and there was little maybe half acre blocks that, that uh, got uh, water sitting on them last winter so we said we'd go with those this autumn but you know before sowing but there really wasn't a chance of going at them and I think there's no point in I know we're going to have the same thing again next year say, but if you're going mucking in with a digger or a track machine you're probably going to do as much harm this year and then because there's very few open drains here but there is um, stone box culverts I suppose or shores which are there for centuries and uh, we have linked in with those but it's, it's a tricky business you wouldn't want to be in any rush to go straight across the field to the nearest lowest point because you have to link up with these and we've we've did it and we've found old maps here which which are quite good and show a little uh, broken line where there is a shore and linked up with one of those one or two of those in fields where there was water sitting there maybe five or six years ago so it's it's a it's um a slow process to do it because you have to literally go inch by inch and find this this box shore and they work quite well because it seemed to but to just get backed up some in some places but uh, to find them and to work properly with them rather than just go sure. straight there's through there's maintenance i suppose needed on, yeah. on, on, on all ground no matter where, where you're going brendan listen thanks very much for your time and uh, delighted you could join us and look we'll, we will touch base with you maybe in the new year and uh, see how you're getting on see maybe how crops are, are looking at that stage thanks again brendan okay michael thanks so that's it for this week and a huge thanks to Brendan for joining me on the show. Final reminder that the Chagas ECT Grass Conference takes place in the Kilishi Hotel on November the 8th at 10.30am. That's next Wednesday in the Kilishi Hotel. The event will delve into the increasing problems of grass weeds in Irish tillage farms including blackgrass, herbicide resistant wild oats and Italian ryegrass and more. We will hear from a number of farmers who have been working with the project over the past five years and it really promises to be an excellent event. So finally, don't forget if you enjoyed the podcast and recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and follow on Apple or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chargas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.